Good morning. We got another uh, beautiful day here. Uh, you know, one of those fall days that you just can't get enough of here in the Lower Mainland. Um, wood, concrete, glass. I've still got this whole cabin idea burning a hole in my brain. That's what it usually does as I get sort of on a track. I was watching this fella on YouTube. Uh, last name Zito, S-Z-E-T-O. And uh, he's a Canadian carpenter, something like that. He's got a YouTube channel. He's building this little A-frame cabin out in the woods. And like the time-lapse videos and everything made it look pretty uh, pretty cool and quite achievable. So something I'd sort of been milling over and over in my head and then I saw some stuff yesterday as I went down the rabbit hole and <clears throat> turns into sort of an obsession during the course of a day but let's get back to the old uh, process uh, here we've got we, we went through um, before episode before the last one we went through some of the ideas around um, application package right so you need to have um, those five main drawings mentioned as I mentioned site plan elevation plan floor plan cross-section and detail page those are your main um, plan set package and within those you're going to have various iterations as um, as the project dictates so for instance we're in a we're in a seismic area here so almost every house that we have come through now it is every house that comes through is required to have a structural um, engineer sign off and they'll sign off on um, either they'll apply a stamp and seal to or a seal and signature to um, the architectural approved floor plan or they'll provide their own set complete with uh, beam sizing and that sort of thing so you could see it one of two ways. You could either have the engineer just use the architectural or slash designers um, drawings and just fire their, their seal on there with some notation. Or you go, uh, or you just go to an engineer with your um, design plans and they'll, they'll do their own markup and provide you a set themselves. So the plan set could then have an additional structural set of floor plans. Um, and details. Uh, it, generally, you won't see a um, an elevation plan with a structural seal on it. I don't see any value in that. Nor the site plan. Sometimes they provide that, but it really, I think they're just sort of scamming. Not scamming, but they're just sort of they're they're creating it for a, a client who doesn't really know what they're uh, what they're doing. So, so those are the main things. Um, of course, anything that has a seal on it needs to have the accompanying um, paperwork that explains um, or, or provides assurance. Usually that's a code required issue. So if you're, or basically the structural engineer is providing um, assurance that the building will, um, is designed uh, structurally specific to a given area. Um, that certain um, loading and all that sort of stuff is being considered um, and they're they're going above and beyond the code in some respect so the code is is um, sort of based around repeatable 
um, repeatable construction um, that has even loading throughout, like even weight of, of structure throughout. Um, so you could, essentially you could design a house to, um, to the code that um, has just all equal loading, but you're looking at sort of like a box with a, with a roof on it, right? A lot of people um, are sort of going away from that and they're, they're creating more um, unique designs and, and open spaces and that sort of thing. So once the loading gets broken up like that, you need to have a structural engineer because you're now going beyond what's uh, laid out in the code and that's where the, the um, structural engineer comes, comes into play. Um, and there's a requirement for engineers who submit drawings with their stamp and seal on there. They also have to submit uh, accompanying paperwork. So ensure that with whatever your jurisdiction is, you have all the, all the required um, documentation that comes with a sealed set of plans. Um, and then going you know, further on that, um, how that works is when, when that paperwork gets submitted, it's sort of a... Um, an indication that the project will get looked at once it's to a certain level of construction. So there'll be, you know, the um, based on what is ticked off on the paperwork, that's what we'll need to have a sign off before the inspection can be passed. So it's a check and balance, right? It brings the brings the engineer out on site because um, just doing drawings in a in an office is one thing. But getting the uh, getting the engineer to come out on site and do, take his measurements and ensure um, put compaction and all that sort of stuff is uh, is a required part of the process. Um, that's how a municipality signs off on an inspection that um, has a has a structural element to it that is um, not to the code. Is that they have to have an insur- an assurance that. The engineer is comfortable. The, the engineer has to have the appropriate level of insurance um, through their um, through their um, through their governing body to ensure that if something were to happen in the future, based on their recommendations and and site specific notations, that uh, they'll they'll be uh, appropriately uh, compensated if, if there's a failure of some of some magnitude. So that's why that's all done. That's why you get um, a plan sealed. Um, sometimes you'll see on a, on a smaller renovation, you'll see a structural engineer provide a letter of assurance um, and that doesn't come with a schedule. And that's basically a, a sealed letter that just says, say that you want to remove a wall that requires a permit right so you got to come into city hall with a floor plan at least um, and if it's potentially a, a load-bearing wall or if it is a load-bearing wall a letter sealed by a um, an engineer can suffice instead of a fully sealed set of plans a fully sealed set of plans would then require all that backup paperwork but a letter is uh, is sufficient um, usually to just say that it has been looked at and this is not a load-bearing wall or it is a load-bearing wall and an engineered beam can uh, replace um, replace that wall if it, if it bears on the same points that sort of kept that um, 
original wall up in the first place. So a little, a little bit of a deep dive there into, into the requirements of an engineered plan. Um, the details of an engineered plan will also break down um, the sort of shorthand um, information that's located on his site plan. So there'll be footing sizes specified with rebar placement. Um, and then, so, so all that does is then um, when that inspector uh, or when the when the uh, structural engineer comes out on site, he just confirms that it's been built to his spec. Um, same with an engine, uh, with an inspector who comes on site, he can take a look and and see what the footing um, size and and layout is, just to ensure that all the pads have been properly placed. Is there sort of a double check? Um, what what do we sometimes do in in plans examination is we'll look at the structural plan see where all the pad footings are, um, highlight them so that uh, inspector who comes on site can double check that the pads have been appropriately placed. Um, just sort of a, it's, it's, an, it's an easier at a glance if they're highlighted and then you can just sort of count, boom, 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 that they all are, okay. Because the structural integrity of a building is obviously super important. Um, and if, if the pads aren't in the right position or if they're incorrectly placed, now you have walls that don't line up and, and all sorts of stuff. So it can cause uh, a lot of trouble. And that's why, that's why we like to rely on the structural engineer because it takes the, the local government out of it. Um, if there's an assurance on there that the structural engineer has come out and visited the site and he's said that everything's in order, well, then there's no... Uh, you know, then it's all on the on the applicant to deal with the structural engineer if there's a problem in the future. So, municipalities and local governments like to sort of separate themselves from um, separate themselves from the legal ramifications that can happen uh, if things go sideways. So, whenever we can see a, an engineer take responsibility for design, um, we sort of encourage that. Um, as you can see, right, like. We issue how many permits if, if, if our staff is on as the you know voice of authority on every single one of them the chances of, of errors being made are probably higher right because we have get short staff people are rushed um, so the more we can rely on the professional community the better um, but with that being said the more you rely on private enterprise the more money comes into play and things happen that shouldn't and all that sort of good stuff too, right? <laughs> so that's the good and the bad of structural engineering. But the main the main part is that it's absolutely, you know, uh, extremely valuable. So, um, so yeah, that would be a full, full you know, uh, addendum plan set to your architectural plan. Um, in most cases, if, you, if you're building a new house or if you're doing something pretty major with, uh, with your renovation um, or, as I said, an interior renovation, you're going to want to have a, have a structural engineer take a quick look if you, if you think it might be a load-bearing wall. Some indicators of, uh, of bearing would be if there's a concrete wall, like a concrete form wall underneath. You can take a quick look at that. If, if you see that there's there's a, a load being um, 
transferred onto that wall. You gotta make sure you're not gonna have any issues with, uh, with structural. Uh, again, a, if you look up, if it's an upper story wall that you're sort of concerned and trying to determine if it's load bearing or not, um, pop up into the attic and see if there's a, a beam uh, resting on that, on that structure. Again, that would um, indicate that there's weight being, uh, being rested on the, on the wall and therefore a beam would have to come in to, to transfer that weight onto. So you wouldn't be able to just remove it wholesale. A lot of the, a lot of the uh, walls in a house don't actually hold weight, so you can just pull them out altogether. It doesn't matter. But that's something you definitely want to check into before you go ahead and do it. Otherwise, you'll start seeing the pull a wall, and you'll start seeing some sag in the ceiling, and then it's uh, <laughs> lights out. <laughs> so that's sort of a, a little starter on, on the whole structural uh, engineering plan. Have a good day.